This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. And with me as ever is Mr. Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David. Hello, listeners. How are you? Uh, which one? Me or the listeners? Uh, the listeners. The listeners. They're fine. They're okay. okay. They're okay. Things aren't going brilliantly. They're listening to this podcast on a semi-regular basis. And although it's familiar and therefore warm, it still gets them down a bit somehow. And sometimes they've. it seems like nothing really changes. They're not really listening. It's just... A croaky voice in the background and then a nicer spoken voice and they alternate and then it finishes. And there's a there's a certain sort of rudimentary music to that. Mm. And no one you haven't really taken anything they've said. No. No. But just washes over you. But at least it's better than engaging with the reality around you. And that's why we're here, ladies and gentlemen, is to try and disengage you from your mundane existence. How often do you engage with reality around you? Two or three times a day. Yeah, I'm about two percent. Yeah, two percent. I, 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 it's always better if I completely shut it out. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have to consciously now make sure I look at something far away every now and again because in my day to day life, because I'm a writer, I watch a lot of telly, I watch films. My eyesight is already really poor. I have to actually start using my eyes to focus on far away things. Do you want me to go and stand in the distance? <laughs> do you want to just go and sit in that tree out there? How far? Well, just on that branch will probably do it. That's quite far just up, Just focusing isn't it? out there will just help me. Well, why can't you just look at the branch and imagine me there? Well, I can do, but you offered to go out there. Oh, all right. well, well, let's just get this done first. All right, fine. We're going to talk about films, and uh, we've got almost a theme uh, this week, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, the, the theme is strangeness. Yeah. Now, uh, Marek will be thrilled to hear that I've gone to the latest uh, Marvel Studios film, Doctor Strange, which stars Benedict Cumberbatch as a wizard. I've I've read that this is the one good, mar- the best superhero film of the year. Tell me about it, please. The best superhero film of the year? Who said this? Well, it's got good reviews. So yeah, it's yeah, the intellectual work. And they always do. If you notice this? They nearly always have very glowing reviews, these Marvel films, even though... We've talked in recent uh, months, in the last year or so, about how they're just all the same, so it's getting it's harder and harder to actually enjoy Are you them. saying something to do with Russian spies? No, no, I didn't say that at all. Why, why would I be saying that? I just thought there was some sort of conspiracy. Oh, right. That, and then these days... It, that Putin is reviewing them well. 
Well, it sounds like it, yeah. In order to lower people's expectations of reality and therefore get Donald Trump into uh, the White House. What? Although this will actually be uh, released after the American election, so we don't know who's going to win. Yes, I mean, it's We exactly don't know what it? world people are listening to this in. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Doctor Strange is about a surgeon, an American surgeon played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who uh, he's... Oh, he's ever so good with his hands, Marek. What do you mean? That's the setup of the thing. Is he's, It's lots of shots of his hands, and he's wonderful with his hands because he's a surgeon, so he's got incredible hands. What what magical hands he has. Well, it sounds like there's a, a sort of a deeper context you're putting into this. Oh, I'm not. That's exactly what it is. It's lots of shots of Benedict Cumberbatch's beautiful hands. And then in a car, he's in a car crash, and guess which part of his body gets damaged? His dick. It's his dick, yes. It was a complete red herring. So he has to have reconstructive surgery on his dick, and it's never the same again. And, oh, God. And he... Uh, he can't hold it properly. He cannot hold it properly. And he's got these amazing hands, and he can do all sorts of things with scalpel, but he... He can accept pleasure himself. The irony... He can't, no, he can't hold it, so he just pisses everywhere. I know, it's terrible. So he goes to the use urinal, and he's pissing in the bloke who's five urinals down in the face. He's like, all right, strange. <laughs> um, so Give it a rest. Uh, well, this sounds quite like my sort of film. <laughs> yeah. So he basically, modern medicine cannot help him. So he, he in, a, uh, in his desperation, he ends up going to Nepal to seek out some uh, monk wizards to help Chiwetel him. Chiwetel Ejiofor. and Tilda Swinton. Okay. Who plays the ancient one. And gets mixed up in a whole magical parallel dimension screwing with time. You, 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 so you, he's you. lost both his hands? Right? Not lost them. They, he's just, they, they shake and he can barely use them and they're in pain all the time. So he uh. just loses his skill to be able to do surgery. Anyway, it's an origin story in exactly that, uh, guys. Now, the reason people have been saying they enjoyed this one more than the others, I think, is because of the stunning visual effects. Like mm-hmm. They do some really, really fun chases and fights with um, bending realities that we've seen sort of a bit before with Inception so mm-hmm. do you remember that sequence in Inception with the oh, city the that goes up and, and I saw lots of things like yeah, that yeah well they, they've taken that to the next level basically and doing loads of fun with that um, and then there's a fight sequence where time is frozen and then time is going backwards for everybody but the people who are fighting each other. And like that's the ma- all. bit matrixy yeah, as well. Exactly. And they've really gone all out with that and it's really fun. In terms of the story, it's dog shit. Uh, like, so boring. And there's something really, really odd in that every character is boring and they've clearly gone, this script's a bit boring. Let's give it to some funny writers to add jokes because the jokes have clearly been added on top of a, of characters that aren't funny. Do you know That's what I mean? When when you can tell when jokes have just sort of come out of nowhere. Oh, it's, well, it's like, not well, in the characters. It's uh, not nature in to one, one voice. Like Benedict Cumberbatch is uh, rose to fame as Sherlock in particular as this sort of alien-like, weird, uh, slightly detached, arrogant man. Mm-hmm. And in this, Doctor Strange is played as an American sort of uh, Tony Stark style sort of playboy joker. Oh, really? And Benedict Cumberbatch cannot play that. No, he's not that sort of character. He's really he? bad. Everyone in it is what we call in sitcoms a stick. 
Do you know that term? No, I don't know that. A stick is someone with a rod up their ass. Basically. Oh, okay. So you've got your your sticks and your idiots and your you know there's different archetypes anyway. But a stick is the one who is sort of like I want to go by the rules all the time and I'm a bit serious and I'm just like stop messing about. Yeah. Um, and everyone is a stick in it. Like Tilda oh, Swinton gosh. is, Benedict Wong is, Chiwetel Ejiofor's a stick. Sounds like the army. It's it's a it's a, it's a bunch of sticks. Um, it's really really weird. Some of the jokes are good. They're not delivered by funny people. No one in this film is funny. Is Mads Mikkelsen is the funniest person, and he's having to play the serious villain. Uh, is it? Does it feel like it's a just? They all feel like they're just another Marvel film. Well, it's less superhero-y because of all of the it's magic rather than flying and punching stuff. I mean, that's welcome relief because all of the ones like Iron Man is flying and punching, Thor is flying and punching. Uh, Captain America is running, jumping and punching. Throwing, throwing shields. Throwing shields a lot. This one, at least, he's got different stuff he can do. Yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, more exciting in terms of the visuals. Although Thor 2, I enjoyed with the teleportation stuff at the end. Look, it's an enjoyable ride, but there's something that just isn't working about this one for me in terms of the characters and the characters and the story. And I I read something that was quite interesting. That maybe we just to get onto another topic because I know you don't watch these films. Is that I read that there were talks about we need to fix the script, it's not quite good enough. And that somebody said, well, it doesn't matter anymore because most of the business is being done in foreign countries where English is a second language. I told you it was a. I so told we, you. Is that what you said? Um, well, I said before I said it that that's why um, they're making not superhero films because in Russia and China. They're a huge market. Yes. And they can just. And the talky stuff take, doesn't go down as well. They can just, so, quickly just move the action stuff over there. So, so there's no, a lot. There's of, people being expositional to each other in between fight sequences. Basically. So it's easier for the translator. Yeah. I just go, what is happening is this. Now we run away and we yeah. fight and we punch each other. And well, why'd you go and see this? Um, because, I mean, for all you hate them, I'm quite. You know, when you end up watching an entire TV series to the end, even though you find it a bit duff, because you're sort of invested and you want to see where it goes and how it ends. I have that with books. But I sure. But, I mean, I'm, I'm much the same with Doctor Who. I've watched mm. every single episode of the new Doctor Who, and most of it I've thought is a bit duff. Mm. <laughs> but I still, for some reason, just go, I sort of like what it what it could be. I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying what it could be, so I'm sort of invested. Like like if you, f- you support a rubbish football team, you are hoping one day they will have that moment where they like go to go to inc- have an incredible performance and you're, you will have been invested in I it from the start. every single Detroit Lions American football game. And how are they? Uh, every single game has gone down to last quarter and they were three points down with... Uh, 23 seconds left on the clock at the 20 yard line and did they win? they scored a field goal they went to overtime and scored a touchdown oh, every single game has been last minute but they but American Detroit, football is slightly designed for that though isn't well, it? well I saw but the Detroit Lions are notoriously bad um, sports America, sporting team and then the Cleveland Browns have been the last have been the worst sporting teams of the last 30 right. or so years 
But do you see what I mean by even just though in case you can see it? Well, people, that's why people go to the sports. You just you just go for that incredible moment. Yeah, you get that season ticket for that one match because you amazing. need to be invested to sort of get it at all. And it's a bit yeah. like that, I guess. You know, like I I did read some comic books when I was growing up. I read the the X Men actually, but I don't enjoy that franchise at all. So mm. I've got a window into the world, and it's things like Taika Waititi is getting the next Thor film and stuff like that, where I just go, ah, I, I sort of still sort of like all of this, even though. They're never shit. They're just mediocre. Yeah. They just hang around that middle ground a lot of the I worry, but it just clogs up all the... It's the same thing with television and sort of panel shows. You well, know, things that they, they just clog up. It clogs franchises up all the, yeah. are now clogging up, but they're the only ones that make money. So Star Wars is, is on the rise, but Harry Potter is uh, going into phase two now with Fantastic Beasts, which yeah. is coming into cinemas this week, I think. And so it, it's going to be another one that will just run and run. And everyone else is desperate to create the massive franchise. Because yeah. individual films aren't performing so well anymore. People are watching Netflix instead of going to the cinema. So bumming, man. Yeah, not much chance. I think maybe... Well, you've got to, uh, what, a what, Netflix what? original bumming, man. That well, I'm trying work. to think of what spin-offs you could have. Um, what other characters? Well, you've got bumming, man. Yeah. And then you've got the... Bu- maybe you've got bummet. <laughs> Bummet, yeah. Well, you'd be the first to get a uh, female superhero. No, it didn't have to be female. Oh, right, Bummet is just... It could be just anyway. A a French bum. It's someone who's been bummed. (laughs) Oh, oh, right, a bummy. But they're they're called Bummet. What about the Brummy Bummy? I don't think that's not... It's not very romantic, is it? Um, This is why, you know, you've got the magic of this and I haven't got Uh, it. The bumming mine... Does, does it have to have Balm in, in the title? Is that the brand? Well, along those sort of lines, isn't it? Yeah. Not like, you know, the stroking man could be like the... the uh... Yeah. And then they all meet together in... Um... The limper, he could be the man who's just been... <laughs> the limper? Yeah. Okay. He's the man who's just been bummed. Oh, he limps rather than he's limper than you. N- yeah, no, he's limper because he's just been... <laughs> right. He's just been... He's just... <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe it's got potential. I don't know. Let's go into talk. Uh, so, how many um, Davies should you give it? We've, you know, it's tough. I think I'd probably give it five. This they need to work out how to tell different stories because it is a, a computer algorithm could have written the script and then they just get a couple of uh, guys to just add gags to it. That's what it sort of yeah. feels like. The characters all have the same voice. Do you know what I mean? Where they're all that. I blame. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, actually, where everyone just talks in that sort of epic nonsense, all that every single character. Yeah. You know, at least he had some comedy like relief or some people who were less engaged, but everyone talks like Gandalf and Elrond these days. Oh, The Hobbit was so bad. Terrible, wasn't it? Everyone, I just, I've never seen someone with so much action going on and being so bored. Awful film. Yeah. But, you know, it's. Um, the visuals are are a lot of fun, and there's a there's a nice bit at the end which I'm sure is stolen off the comics. Um, but yeah, it's always just he's like he's bad, only Doctor Strange. Or no, not he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Okay, so he's the next generation of Avengers. He'll be in there. He's signed up for the long run now. Oh. Yeah, but there you go, Doctor Strange in cinemas now. Um, I think it's time for this. Should I read the first one? Yeah, why not? This is from Stuart Lewis. It's a good name, Stuart Lewis, isn't it? 
Stewie Lewis and the news. Yeah, sounds, sounds a bit like that. I wonder if he's... Uh... Anyway, dear film fandanglies. Don't know if I like that one. <laughs> have I ever read this before? I don't know. Uh, David, Buddy and Derek. Oh, well, that's not... That is not very... Uh... It might be uh, autocorrect. Yeah. Derek. Hmm. Hiya, back catalogue listener. First time caller. <laughs> I'm a 42-year-old man, though uh, some of that was spent as a boy. And I can still have a cry at a movie. Hey, we're allowed. I was thinking of the earliest films that made me cry. Silent Running, because of the futility of the struggle against bloody other people. Or because the little robot gets his foot stuck. That's probably about four. That's really good Silent Running, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. When your man there got, got over the mountain and saw the base. And when the big ship honked its horns, he was so happy for them. So what film was made you cry spring to mind first? Sorry, I'm really, it's really bad again. Or are, are the first you remember when you were young? Aside, a flashback to Aussie film episode, Daddy's Little Girl sprung to mind. You probably want to watch that. But I don't know what that says about you. And foreign films, I saw Dumpling in one of those late night, let's put something foreign on slots. It's memorable to say the least. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, look at this. Looking forward to uh, Bummer Man. Bumming Man. He's called it Bummer Man. That's another good name. Bummer Man. That would be another one. If Marek's vlogs are the sign of quality, we're in for a proper treat. Bummer Man. The working class hero who just needs a little help too. Um, I, I think that... I, I've not done your style of uh, writing, letter writing justice there, Stuart. No, you've sort of skipped to the end, haven't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Stuart... Thank you, Stuart. What films? What film first made you cry? Oh my god, I don't know. I don't cry at films very much. Oh, you don't know? I do. Watership Down. Mm, no, that was probably one of mine. No, Elephant Man. The Elephant Man. Why? Have you not cried? Have you seen Elephant Man? I haven't actually. I think is it sad? That it's one of the saddest films. Love Story. Have you seen that? That's the. Uh, the uh, cancer one. The <laughs> cancer. I mean, it's not. It's not film. called. A, they could have called it the cancer one. Love story. The cancer one. The famous one with Ryan O'Neill and um, let me just look it up. Ali McGraw, uh, which when she, uh, which is a sort of the famous weepy one. Oh, I cry at that. Uh, David doesn't cry. No, it's odd, though, isn't it? That happens sometimes. I can't recall the earliest one though. I don't think I used to cry at films when I was little. Do you want me to try and make you cry now? Not really, no. Okay. What would you do? I'll make you read this letter. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. Let's see if I'm weeping by the end. Uh, this is from Short Film Sunday. Hi, lads and buddy. Sent a note saying back a bit about how much I loved Hunt for the Wilder People and recommended you have a look at Waititi's earlier film Boy. I'm realizing I missed a good tie-in. Over the credits of Boy, the, ca- the cast do a hacker to the famous Poi E routine, but with a little thriller worked in. There is a documentary which recently opened the New Zealand Film Festival about the Poi E song and ongoing impact. And uh, they have put a link to the video, uh, no spoilers on the film, just dancing, cast, and some outtakes. Um, okay. Uh, hacker. Yes, I still want to see Boy. It's. Taika Waititi is the director of What We Do in the Shadows and Hunt for the Wilder People that we I mentioned in connection with Thor Ragnarok earlier. Uh, but I think he's a very good writer-director and I'm looking forward to seeing more of his stuff. So, And that's um, Short Film Sunday. We're on a, a film website 
uh, uh, the lady Christine does she's very good for looking at you can follow her on Twitter if you'd like her recommendations for short films Um, yes uh, have you ever done a hacker no not really have you ever ever screamed in unison at a whole team of people no I think it's a bit weird I think it's a bit outdated well well, no I think it's it seems to be uh, genuinely intimidating these days if you look at video of the old hackers they did in like the 60s it's Mm. all white guys sort of not really committing to it it's quite embarrassing uh, let's do, do one more letter uh, yeah sure oh, it's only a short one this is from Natalie <laughs> Bed Nozzle Broomsticks dear, Mar- dear David Marrick and Buddy seriously worth, what, seriously worth watching the end of Bed Nozzle and Broomsticks is mental and brilliant not going to spoil it by going to details keep watching the films Natalie yeah I mentioned we, that I've watched yeah. the beginning of Bedknobs and Broomsticks before they go into the cartoon world many many times and never seen the ending it's me too it's one of those films that is just uh, you really never seem to watch all of it's yeah Angela Lansbury is great though isn't she four. she was rumoured to be in the F4 she was rumoured to be uh, uh, in the new series of Game of Thrones but apparently that is not true oh that would be a shame shame um yeah, she's excellent. Have you seen uh, the Kevin Klein version of Pirates of Penzance that she is in? She plays Ruth. I've heard of it. It's excellent. Like mm. it's Gilbert and Sullivan, so you have to enjoy Gilbert and Sullivan. But Kevin Klein can lunge like nobody. It's incredible. And the chief of police is one of the funniest physical comedian performers I've ever seen do it. He's... What's happened to Kevin Klein? Yeah, I don't know. You know, because he. He had one of those odd careers of playing sort of character parts and leading men and mm. doing all sorts. He was one of the few allowed to play different things, mm. wasn't he? I don't know where he he's gone. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so I talk about the film I went to see. Yeah, what did see. you go and see? Because I saw Doctor Strange, whereas you saw... I saw Strangers on a Train. There's a, there's a link there, isn't there, between, between the words? Now, this is one of those films that... You know those films you think, as you get older... And you go through list like the IMDb top yeah. 250 and you think you've seen the film. Yes. Because it's quite a famous film and you're sure you've seen it at some point, but your memory can't mm. quite remember if you have seen it. So yes. you don't watch that film. I'm actually like that with Seven Samurai. Because I'm like, I must have watched it and I've yeah. seen, I've definitely seen a fair few Kurosawas, but have I actually seen that one? Like, have I just seen Yojimbo and Rashomon? I, yeah. I can't remember. That's right. I've seen. I think I've seen Seven Samurai. I have, and I've seen Russian one as well. Um, so I thought I'd seen Strange on a Train because there was quite lots of. Uh, it was named like the nineteen like fifties. That's a typical name for a nineteen fifties film. Strangers on a Train. Yeah. So you assume you've seen it. I thought it was because I thought it was a romantic romantic film. Men up a bus. Yeah. It's not. It is it, one of Hitchcock's early films. Yeah. It's number two hundred and thirty in the IMDb top two hundred and fifty list. Okay. I think it should be much higher. So, what's the what's the premise? What's the setup? This is it's brilliant. I love this from the start. There's a t- t- tennis professional on the train on the way. Tim Henman, a uh, bit like Tim Henman, yeah. so American. Imagine me as American Tim Henman. Greg Rosetsky, slightly more. He's Canadian. Not not yet. Tim Henman with slightly more charisma. Okay. Well, Tim Henman's basically got no charisma. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So with charisma, when it's mild charisma, <laughs> very <laughs> mild charisma, very mild charisma. And this other man, it's just the days when people used to sit in their buffet carriage, and it was quite nice. 
as opposed to smith's made dog shit yeah um is there even a dining car anymore no there are an american train went to america they've got dining cars oh they can fit all sorts on american trains because nobody's on them so it was much nicer yes it was much um he's there enjoying reading his paper and a man approaches him and is just recognize him and starts talking to him and they get into a conversation and the dining car's full so they end up having to have a meal in their carriage yeah and this bloke it's obviously it, it, it becomes apparent that he's a bit of a psychopath and he suggests oh he, I think I know this he's found out from the the socialite papers and the newspaper that the tennis player is basically uh, separated from his wife and he's seeing the senator's daughter right and he wants to get a divorce from his wife and meanwhile, the mental bloke who approaches him wants to kill his dad so he can get all the money from his thing. And he suggests <coughs> to the tennis player that he's had an idea that if they just swap each other's murders... They each have no motive linking them to the crime, yeah. so unlikely to get caught. And what happens is the tennis player tries to get divorced and his ex-wife's having a baby with someone else. She's obviously quite a floozy. Mm. Uh, she refused to have the divorce because he's getting richer now and then the mental guy goes ahead with his murder without ever being ever being you know uh, agreed upon agreed upon yeah. it just is and it looks brilliant it's just it feels like an old film but really modern the tragedy of this film is is that the actor who plays a psychopath who's got elements you know you watch various bits of um, elements of what's his name from um Hannibal Lecter to him. Okay. Without the sort of uh, there's something about him reminds him of Hannibal Lecter, but he's not a he's not a cannibal, but just that yeah. he's a sort of gentleman, obviously completely mad. He's played by someone called Robert Walker, who later died a year after making this film in a he had problems with his wife. He had a a, a medicine overdose and died. But he puts in an incredible performance as a psychopath, and it looks brilliant. It's got Hitchcock's some great Hitchcock shots, like seeing him, the murderer's reflection in the glasses, you know, really small minutiae that Hitchcock's great at. I recommend this. If you get you get it for £2.50 on Google Play or iTunes. Bargain. Just watch it and, you'll re- and you think, actually, there's a plot here, the characters are here, it looks gorgeous. Uh, it's a great setup, isn't it? It's one of those where you go, oh, I wish I'd thought of that. But it's a, it's, 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 I think the book came out the year before, so obviously the book was a big success. Yes. And made a, but why aren't there more films a bit like the... Because Hitchcock... Well, Girl on the Train is probably the closest yeah, but uh, not recent the example of that, of a book coming out. This feels like an, an elongated sort of tales. Hitchcock's pretty much like tales of the unexpected, really, yes. isn't it? And But without, you know, sea monsters. And yeah. Stuff. But I think that, that I, using those sort of weird... That's you don't really have those style of films so much now. Yeah, which you could get away with in the nineteen fifties, and there were more. The concept's quite high drama and quite. You need to sort of suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yes, but you still enjoy it. And there's a feel. The final scene, although it was having a sort of scene at a fairground. And the sort of confrontation is there. It's just so atmospheric and so brilliant. And the black, in fact, it's in black and white, really helps the atmosphere. I think it looks. It's it's, it's a feast for the eyes, oh, Dave. It's good. a feast for the eyes. Good. Well, how many Marricks would I'll you give, give it? Nine Marricks. Nine Marricks. I think it's a real gem, and I can't believe I haven't seen it before. Well, there's so many Hitchcocks though that you go. Oh, 
do I need to see them all? Yeah, so many are good. You know, and different from each other as well. I mean, yeah, Rebecca is so different to Psycho. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I still haven't seen. Uh, Vertigo is the one that everyone that's bangs one on I about. don't like so much really yeah I find that a bit uh, 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 I watched it when I was about 20 days so I might have been too young to watch right. it but I found it very slow right I was Rear much, Window I, I love yeah Rear Window The Birds Psycho I loved um, but I've only got you know I've only got a couple more Hitchcocks left to see I think but I thoroughly enjoyed Strange on a Train so don't be put off by black and white films you can't think of anything just go on buy it for £2.50 and you will be thoroughly rewarded I'm sure most of our listeners have seen it already you fancy it for something a bit more modern watch Frenzy which I also love well there you have it um, that's all for this week I think if you'd like to get in touch with us then go to filmfandango.com and you can send us a letter from there um, and we'll read it out on the programme um, and also we do all of this for free so, uh, if you'd like to donate towards our running costs, and uh, recently some of you have, uh, so thank you very, very much for your generosity. Uh, but you can go to filmfandango.com and click the donate button. Um, Marek and I will be back next week with yet more films. But in the meantime, keep, keep watching, watching the films. films. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.